Christmas, everybody. Merry, Merry Christmas. What a powerful time of worship. Love your shirt, your sweater. I don't Thanks. know how to do that. Yeah. I'm not. I, I need Christmas uh, spirit tips. When they say this was the ugly Christmas sweater day, and I told him, I don't wear ugly Christmas sweater. I want to get an epic Christmas <laughs> an sweater. Ep- epic, epic, Cause... ugly. Christmas. No. That's not ugly. It's not ugly. It's not ugly. It's, it's not. marvelous. Wow. Yeah. It's not ugly, but it's not nice. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to New Hope Church. We are so thankful that we can gather together. We do have things coming up that we want you to be aware of, and you got to pay attention to some dates because of our service time changes. That's right. But uh, for some of you, you may know that last month, our children's and youth ministries were having a food fight where we were collecting non-perishable food items to uh, fill up our Kukua ministry pantry. And all together, our children's and youth ministry collected close to 700 units of food. Yeah, you guys yeah. do that. So thank you guys. Thank you. That's for all doing you that. guys, and you guys, and you guys gave really good stuff. And so uh, we know as Christmas is coming, as the holiday season is upon us, um, we know that for some of us, maybe it's, it's kind of hard for us. And so what's so great about Cocoa Ministry? It's all about us helping us. Like we help each other. And so if you're in need of food, of putting food on the table, we actually cre- created Kokua Care Packages that's located on the table next to the coffee in our fellowship hall. So if you're in need of food, or maybe you know of someone who's in need of food, come stop by, grab a bag, and we want to just bless you this holiday season. So thank you for doing that. I remember growing up, and when we got those packages, it, like, it, was, it changed everything. It really helped us during that time. So thank you for being such a giving church and, and, and providing for people. We call it our plus one also. When Heidi and I go shopping, more Heidi, not me, but when she goes shopping for food and she buys certain things, she gets plus one. So if she buys a box of cereal, then plus one, she'll bring it up here for our Cocoa Ministries. And so we get to do that with each other and help, help people. Yeah, so thank you. And then I know we're going to go through the dates, but next year, can you guys believe it's almost 2023? Woo! Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, you know, we're going to kick off the New Year really awesome where we're going to have 21 days of fasting and prayer starting January 9th. And as part of our Foursquare denomination where we're going to spend those 21 days uh, praying and fasting on specific things. It used to be January 1st. And then it was like, the struggle is real, guys. Because everybody eats on January 1st. I mean, I know we're doing this for Jesus, but... He also ate. Yeah. We eat on January 1st. So we had to find the... And then we eat on January 2nd. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And then the third day we still eat. So we figured the ninth would be a good day to start. Guaranteed by the ninth, all the leftovers gone. (laughs) (laughs) So no more temptation. We we were setting ourselves up to fail if it's January 1st. So we're just trying to be realistic about it. That's good. That's good. And you can download the app if you go to the App Store or Apple Play. What is the other one? Is it App... No, Apple Play. Apple Play is the car. Yeah. Google Play. Google Play. I don't know that. I don't know. I only have iPhone. Sorry. Oh, don't go there. Sorry, guys. Don't go there. And download the app, the Foursquare 21 Days of Prayer app, and then you can follow along as the days go by. Last thing are these dates. So we have invitation cards that you can hand out to people. There's a QR code on the back for the map. But the dates are important because we don't have Wednesday night service this week, but we do have for our Christmas Eve and Christmas Day services it's actually our Christmas weekend services. So there are four services. Saturday night. Yes, right? Saturday, Saturday night, Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve. 5 o'clock and 7 o'clock. P.M. P.M. Yeah, P.M. 
Because get some kupuna, 5 a.m. would be like, yes, perfect time. I get up at 2 and I can go <laughs> church at 5. But it's 5 and 7 p.m. And then Sunday morning, 3rd and 4th service would be 7 and 8.30. So there will be no 3rd service on Christmas Day. We so opening you, gifts and eating by yeah. that time. Going to just be you and Jesus if you come 10 o'clock Christmas Day. <laughs> or, or some others that <laughs> or never other pay attention. Like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so, but get the word out because there may be new people that did not catch this part. But take this, scan that QR code because then it'll give you all the service times. You can go to our website or download our app. You have all the information. Thank you, Pastor Ben, Alrighty. for being here this morning with your wonderful sweater. Next year, I'll probably grab me one. I'll try. I need help because I asked Heidi. Heidi's my wife. I said, Heidi, I don't know how to pick out that kind of sweater. In fact, picking out gifts is difficult. Some of you are very easy to get gifts for. And then there are some of you, it's like difficult, right? There's some people in the family, it's very difficult to pick out a gift. God, on the other hand, gave us the greatest gift that everyone can enjoy. And it is the free gift of eternal life through Christ Jesus, our Lord. And here's what is so powerful about that. It is for everyone. It's one son fits all. He's for everybody. So in this season, as we pray over our tithes and offerings, know that that's what we do. In everything that we do here, it's so that someone can come to know Jesus as Lord and Savior. That's the best gift that we can give. And it's a free gift. And it's our responsibility to do so. And as we pray, know that as God does what He does, we get to partner with Him as His heart and His desire is that none shall perish. Would you bow your heads with me as we pray? Lord God, thank you for giving us this opportunity to give to you. We know that you are the one who provides. And so we ask that even those who are going through a very difficult time in this season, that you would provide for them, that you would give them the desires of their heart as they delight in you. We trust you with these finances. We know that you're going to use it to further your kingdom so that more people can come to know you as their Lord and Savior. Utilize these gifts in the way that only you can. We pray for those who may have a difficult time and even understanding what it means to give to you. May they never feel pressured, Lord. In fact, if this is their first time, may they just receive today and the word, everything that's taking place, the worship time as a gift to them. So thank you for all that you are. We pray this in Jesus' name. And we all sit together. Amen. These are the four ways that we can give. Yeah, God is so good. And uh, we do have our tithe boxes in the back if that's what you do and you put them in there. Oh, Kale, walking with some attitude, eh, girl? That's how, that's, how you, that's how you enter the platform, ladies and gentlemen. Look at you, Luke. You're strutting your stuff, buddy. Okay, we're going to go over here on the side. There's all these kids. Unbelievable. Look at your kids. They're so adorable. Yeah. Yep. Look at you guys' name tags. Oh, boss up. You was here all day. <laughs> Leah, you need a new one. Pastor Ben, you got to laminate your kids' um, name tags and then safety pin them I, I just fixing I just fixing your tag Leah okay that's not even your tag who's that oh it is her tag I'm sorry but these are your children I'm so thankful that we get to at an early age introduce them to Jesus Christ so we welcome our mini marvels as they share song and dance with us have fun you guys let's welcome them one more time
Christmas tree. When we get to have all the food. Getting Christmas presents. Getting out of my room, peeking the corner, and seeing where Santa Claus is. What's your least favorite part? Last year, the tree was fake and we could see right through it. My brother cries because he's scared of Santa, but I'm not. What kinds of things do you like to do in the snow? Play in the snow. I like to make snowmen. Make snow angels. Slides down hills. Snowball fights. And then I like to skate, but it's really hard. I can't even do it. Whose birthday is on Christmas? Jesus. Jesus. Jesus is. Santa's. I mean, I mean, Jesus. And where was Jesus born? In a tent. In a stable. At a hospital. In Bethlehem. In Oklahoma. What kind of animals were there? Sheep and cows, horses, chickens, camels, pigs, elephants, bunnies and rabbits, seagulls, dogs and kitties. Why do other people get presents on Jesus's birthday? Um, because they've been good. Well, they gave presents to him when he was born, and we give gifts to each other because Jesus was the gift from God. What do you think is Jesus' favorite part of Christmas? 
Just seeing people happy. See how everyone's being kind to one another. Probably the missions for all the homeless people. If you could give Jesus a present, what would you give him? A puppy dog, a snowball, a little bear, and he loves it. I'll give him all my toys, my love, my heart, everything I had. Why do you think Jesus came to live with us? Because he loves everybody the mostest. Because he wanted us to be good and not bad. God's son, and that was what God wanted him to do. And that way he could fix out all the problems that were happening. He felt like we were more important than him. I think he loves us very much. Why is Christmas so special? Jesus was born on that day. Because you share it with your friends and family. It's a day where we can spend time and we get to give presents to other people. It's about sharing. We get to praise um, Jesus. I love it. Merry Christmas, everybody. Long time ago in Bethlehem, so the Holy Bible say, Mary's boy child, Jesus Christ, was born on Christmas Day. Hark now, hear the angels sing, a king is born today. And man will live forevermore, because of Christmas Day.
Okay, you guys can go now. <laughs> can we say thank you to your children again? Andrea, you did a good job, girl. Way to go, guys. Twins again. Have fun. Have fun, you guys. I look at you. She's like, I don't know who's your parents, but that is good leadership right there. Yeah, she's like organizing them. Like, you need to go. You should go. You should go. Wonderful. Man, you guys like hang out? Hi. Good morning. Merry Christmas, you guys. Have fun. Just got to make sure you know you don't jump off, huh? Because some of you guys, I've seen you, you're like, you're like, jump. All right. Have fun, you guys. Have fun. You guys are twins. All right. Leave me hanging. That's all right. I see you. Okay. Have fun, you guys. All right. Those are, those are your children. They are wonderful. They are wonderful. Man, I can hang out with kids all day long. They're so well behaved. They must be like that all the time. Guarantee. And those are your children, so they must be well behaved because in church, we're all well behaved. Look at us. We're not fighting. Some of you guys are, I can tell. Like, <laughs> we try hide. I know we try hide. Get mad at the, in the parking lot or breakfast. My grandma, my local moko, run out already. Like, I know we, we get like that in church, and it's okay. Somebody took your seat, you eye them out. Like, <laughs> it happens in church. Why? Because we need Jesus. That's the whole point. That's why we're here. Like, I love how God gave us the responsibility to bring hope into the world through Jesus Christ. And he gave that responsibility to human beings. He gave that responsibility to Mary and Joseph. Two flawed human beings carried the greatest message in the world. The most prized person in Jesus Christ was given to a man and a woman to care for. That responsibility is a big one, and it has not changed. We still carry Jesus till this day. We're still the ones bringing Jesus to the world. We're, we're still the ones that, that God has put his son, his one and only son, into the hands of. We went shopping uh, at the mall, and I, I have a difficult time shopping because I, I don't know the deals like clearance, buy one, get one free, and, and things. I see it, I grab it, I get it, and I go. So we're, we needed to get prizes for games that we're going to play for Christmas. And I figured the best place to go to, which has kind of a uh, uh, variety, is, uh, what is it called? Ba not Bath, Body and Beyond. What is it called? Ba body Works. What is it? I don't know the name. What is it called, Lindy? Bath and Body Works? got candles and, and lotions and other brothers is like I like say but I don't like say but yeah that's the place that's the place <laughs> it's Bath and Body Works <laughs> okay whatever the name is you know what I'm talking about they got lotions they have uh, oils they have candles uh, shampoos they have bath and things for the body <laughs> makes sense now so I go in there and I, I, I just need to pick out certain items and I'm thinking this would be a good gift lotion this one be a good one shampoo this one body wash everybody needs these things so perfect the person working there said you know if you if you get a like a package deal you can get like three and then you get three free if you buy three you get three free i'm like it's the best deal ever let's get like um increments of three so like three you get one three three six so let's get 12 like whatever it is all my math was going on so I, let's grab all of that and then when we're done she said you know, we have a gift box. If you get the gift, she, could, she knew that I would be that person like, hmm, this guy, guarantee he don't know what he's doing. I'm going to sell him this box. She said, this box 
has $105 worth for only $35. I'm like, that's all you got to say. I don't care what's in the box. <laughs> I'm sold. So I get all of these things. And they put it in the bag. Like, it's all heavy in this bag. And the strings on this bag, it's like so weak sauce. I'm like, I can't carry this. And you cannot be manly carrying out this bag. And then it breaks. And then all of the things fall. So I got to hold it. I'm like, this bag got to be stronger. This, this bag holding all of these things is like when, it's like when Filipino trying to carry one Samoan. It just does not work. So I have to carry it real nicely, and I'm walking to my car. And as, as I'm putting it in my, in my car, I'm thinking, this is exactly how God has given us the responsibility to carry the gospel of Jesus Christ, like very carefully. And the reason why I say that is because think about Jesus being born in a manger, being born in the way he was as a baby to Mary and Joseph, and at the same time, the king at that time, King Herod, was trying to kill Jesus at the same time. Like the most prized person throughout history was given to the most flawed people in history. Human beings. That's us, you and I. Yet God's plan has not changed. He still has given us the person of Jesus Christ for us to carry into the world to bring hope to people. I'm going to read to you from the book of Matthew, and this is the account of where, when Jesus was born, that he was in a defenseless state, right? Because babies are, they're defenseless. They're, they're trusting that we as parents are going, going to watch over them and care for them and protect them. Jesus was born in Bethlehem. This is Matthew chapter 2, verse 1. In Judea, during the reign of King Herod, about that time, some wise men from eastern lands arrived in Jerusalem, asking, where is the newborn king of the Jews? We saw his star as it rose, and we have come to worship him. King Herod was deeply disturbed when he heard this, as was everyone in Jerusalem. He called a meeting of the leading priests and teachers of religious law and asked, where is the Messiah supposed to be born? In Bethlehem, in Judea, they said, for this is what the prophets wrote. And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are not least among the ruling cities of Judah. For a ruler will come out from you who will be free, who will be the shepherd for my people Israel. Then Herod called for a private meeting with the wise men, and he learned from them the time when the, far, when the star first appeared. Then he told them, go to Bethlehem and search carefully for the child. And when you find him, come back and tell me so that I can go and worship him too. But that really wasn't what he wanted to do. He wanted to like, end the life of baby Jesus. After this interview, the wise men went their way and the star they had seen in the east guided them to Bethlehem. It went ahead of them and stopped over the place where the child was. And that's actually an astronomical or astronomy where it's called looping right when this when uh, looks like the star has stopped it's called looping so when they saw the star they were filled with joy they entered the house and saw the child with his mother mary and they bowed down and worship him then they opened their treasure chests and gave him gifts of gold frankincense and myrrh when it was time to leave, they returned to their own country by another route, for God had warned them in a dream not to return to Herod. 
After the wise men were gone, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream. Get up, flee to Egypt with the child and his mother. The angel said, stay there until I tell you to return because Herod is going to search for the child to kill him. That night, Joseph left for Egypt with the child and Mary, his mother, and they stayed there until Herod's death. This fulfilled what the Lord had spoken through the prophet. I called my son out of Egypt. So here you have Jesus born in a defenseless state, being taken care of by Mary and Joseph, as well as God giving them the care of, you need to flee from this place because... this responsibility that you've been given is a big responsibility. This is the son of God. And yet, even the king at that time could not end his life. King Herod made sure, or did his very best to make sure that Jesus would have been taken out. In verse 16, Herod was furious when he realized that the wise men had outwitted him. He sent soldiers to kill all the boys in and around Bethlehem who were two years old and under based on the wise men's report of the star's first appearance. Talk about a catastrophic event that took place when Jesus was born. King Herod wanting to destroy what could possibly be another king being risen up to take over and as a king you don't want any threats so he wants to destroy Jesus wants to end his life couldn't do it and Jesus survived and the world is still trying to kill Jesus the media tries to silence the name of Jesus people try to silence the name of Jesus people try to get rid of the name of Jesus you can say God you can say man above you can say man upstairs you can say the force you can say all these other things but once you mention the name of Jesus that changes everything why? because he is the name above all names and the kingdom of darkness hates that so when Jesus' name is said something happens in the atmosphere his birth name is Yeshua And at that name, every knee will bow and every tongue confess that he is Lord one day. See, this is the hope that we bring to the world, but sometimes people won't know because maybe, maybe they haven't been told the, the love of Jesus or shown the love of Jesus or the kindness of Jesus. All they hear about is religion. When Jesus came to bring hope, to bring healing and wholeness and restoration and redemption, and we carry that. We, 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 as believers, we carry that people are hungry for hope so they look for hope in different places only to find disappointment because that hope never lasts only Jesus does I was watching National Geographic which I don't this was at a hotel room and you know when you just and very rarely do I even watch TV National Geographic was on and it's one of those things that when you you're going to turn the TV off but you see National Geographic you're like this is interesting and all you see is plankton. And you're so interested. It's like, whoa, they're zooming in on this thing. And then they, they showed this one fish. It was like a parrotfish. I never saw a fish like this before. And teeth sticking out. I was like, that's interesting. That don't look like no manini. So, so I'm, I'm intrigued. So I'm watching this. And you know the narrator, they find the 
the greatest narrators. And as the fish is swimming in the deep sea waters, you'll find that he's looking for clams. I'm like, how do they do the interviews? They could care less what the people look like so long they sound good. So he's narrating this, and, and this, this fish eats clams, but not the shell. It has to put this clam through a traumatic experience. It takes the clam, and it has to break the clam open. By the way, clams can swim. And I was like, how can clams swim? They open their shells, and they kind of wobble. They have no eyes. They can't see. They have no fins. But they just wobble through, and then they have, it's called a foot. They have one foot, and it shoots out water that it's like a jet ski. They can't see, so they just kind of hobble along, and then they make their way. So this fish takes it and then has to take the shell or the clam and bash it up against coral. I'm like, that's sad for the clam. So to bring you through the traumatic experience, let's take a look. Let's watch what happens to this clam. And surprising accuracy. You see the narrator? See how subtle that voice is? Makes you think it's going to be okay? No, it's not okay. The clam is busy doing his own thing. Next thing you know, this weird-looking, beautiful fish with that kind of teeth just takes it in. Next thing you know, migraine. Migraine headache instantly. So here is a fish that uses tools. I don't know what to feel. The fish looks so innocent with the eyes that don't look mean. Only Nemo can do that. They have no eyebrows, so it looks safe. Imagine being the clam. Like, you're just cruising along, like, hey, this is a fun ride. This feels great. This is awesome. Bam! Headache. Instantly. Death. Gone. How, I mean, but that's, that's exactly where we are. People are hungry for the gospel, or people are trying to kill the gospel. Either way. Like, we're going to find ourselves in one side or the other. Either we're trying to bring to the world what they're hungering for, which is Jesus Christ, or people are just trying to destroy the name of Jesus. And people are in need. And when Jesus gave up his life, he did it willingly. He gave up his life. He, he even said, I, I, to my spirit, I give to you, to his Father that I give up my spirit. In the Garden of Gethsemane, when Jesus was praying, can this cup be taken away from me? He even said and continued in saying, yet not my will, but your will be done. And Jesus went through what none of us could, living a perfect life and then dying for our sins, that perfect death to pay for the price of all the sins of the world. It required the Son of God willfully giving up his life to pay for the sins of all of us so we could stand righteous before a perfect God. We don't need to get our act together in order for God to accept us. He already has his act together. That's why he did what he did, because he knew we couldn't do it. We're just clams in this world, just kind of floating through, and the next thing you know, bam, headache. Next thing you know, life hits. But he's given us the gospel, the good news that Jesus died for our sins, rose from the grave, and will come back soon. He's given us that hope, and now we're the carriers of that hope. And when Jesus died and 
and did it willfully. He, he didn't die because they overpowered him. He willingly gave up his life. His body was in the tomb for three days, but he was doing spiritual battle for us. He was in spiritual warfare for us. He got the keys to death. No one overcomes death except Jesus. And because of that, we have the free gift of eternal life with God the Father in heaven. He's given us that gift. So what do we do here are two things that we can take with us. The first is to be a protector of hope. Just think about that word, hope. We all need hope. You hope your team won today. I, I don't hope anymore. I, I'm the Detroit Lions, so I just, anything. A first down, I'm, a first down, I'm cheering and jumping for joy. They kicked the field goal, yes, we still lost, but hey, we're improving. Like, we'll, 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 if we put our hope into things and, and, and people and finances, because we do, we put our hope into other things, and hopefully this relationship will be better. Hopefully the finances will, will help. Hopefully getting a new thing will, will, will satisfy. But those are things that still disappoint us. It'll still happen. We still get disappointed. And not that things are wrong. It's if we put all of our hope into those things, it will disappoint us one day. But the Bible tells us in Romans chapter 3, excuse me, 5, verses 3 through 5, that we can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials. Hmm, I'm glad it doesn't end there. It continues. For we know that they help us develop endurance, and endurance develops strength of character, and character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. And this hope will not lead to disappointment. For we know how dearly God loves us because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. If we try to fill other things to give us hope, it'll disappoint us. But he gave us the Holy Spirit to fill us up with his love because that hope will never lead us to disappoint us. And as the world continues to try to kill Jesus and silence him, it's up to us to now save him. I'm doing it in quotes because he doesn't need saving, but it's, but it's the name of Jesus. It's bringing the hope that only Jesus can bring to this world that your friends and family members do not know of. And some of them, they might be in opposition. They might be saying, I don't want Jesus. Don't tell me about God already. I don't want to hear it anymore. Then find another way. Like that fish using the right tools, let's use the right tools. And what are those tools? Fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Above such things there is no law. In other words, God gave us the right tools in which to love people in the context you find yourselves in, wherever you may be, instead of judging love. Let God be the one to bring a change in someone's heart because we can't do it even if we tried. We can't change people, but we can change. We can change, and we can bring hope to people for those who do not know that there is hope. When Mary and Joseph were caring for Jesus as a baby in Luke chapter 2, I'll read from verses 7 through 18, there is something that was taking place that we can learn from in bringing hope to people and being the protectors of hope. It says, Mary gave birth to her first child, a son. She wrapped him snugly in strips of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no lodging available for them. That night, there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly, an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of, God, of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified, but the angel reassured them, 
Don't be afraid. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. In other words, Jesus is for all people. The hope of Jesus is for all people. No one's excluded. We all can find hope in Jesus. The Savior, yes, the Messiah. The Lord has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David, and you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth, lying in a manger. And suddenly the angel was joined by a vast hope, a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. And we read it like this, but there was a party going on. There was music, and the, the, the choirs of heaven were singing. And when the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, Let's go. Well, actually, they said, let's go to Bethlehem. But I read it as, let's go. Let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. They hurried to the village and found Mary and Joseph. And there was the baby lying in the manger, so defenseless. After seeing him, the shepherds told everyone what had happened and what the angel had said to them about this child. All who heard the shepherds' story were astonished. They were astonished. They hurried to the village. The shepherds told everyone, and all who heard the shepherds' story were astonished. Because when you bring good news like that, it spreads quickly. So here's the second thing. Not just be a protector of hope and the hope in Jesus, but hurry and tell everyone about Jesus. Find ways to tell people about Jesus. Be creative in how we say it. It could be how we live it. It could be the love that we share, the kindness that we have. That you might be so kind and so loving to someone for 15 years, but then they find Jesus Christ because of that. Rather than us trying to shove Jesus down people's throats and in their faces and hoping they change in 15 minutes. This is the long haul, guys. We're not here to change people. We're carriers and protectors of hope that now we can hurry and tell everybody about Jesus. He's still in our hands. When you find a good restaurant, you eat at a good restaurant, you tell everybody. When you, when you, when you buy a new car, you post it on social media, you tell everybody. When you start dating and it's okay to tell everybody, you tell everybody. And then when things go bad, you still tell everybody. He's like, see, I knew he was bad for you. I knew she was bad. You still tell everybody. Why? Because that's news to you. You want to tell people. When you find something of good quality, you let people know. When you find a new song, you tell people. You share it with people. We have technology that shares things. Even on a YouTube video, it has a tab that says share. Even shorts we share. Not surf shorts. YouTube shorts. Just trying to track with you guys. I don't, I don't share my shorts with nobody. We, we do. We share things. Why? Because it's good news. We share TikTok videos. We share our stories. We share these things all the time. But the greatest news in the world, we hesitate. And this is the only hope we have. It's in Jesus Christ. And Jesus Christ is the most shareable item that we'll find, person that we'll find, news that we will find. He's the most shareable. And we can find ways to do so. 
Let's be that this season. You know, it's funny with the, with the clam, there's only one foot, which brings us to this scripture. When I was reading this, I'm like, wow, God, even in creation, you're speaking. In Romans 10 chapters, uh, excuse me, Romans 10 verses 13 through 15, it tells us for everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. It's not might, it's will be saved. Not possible, it's will be saved. But how can they call on him to save them unless they believe in him? And how can they believe in him if they have never heard about him? And how can they hear about him unless someone tells them? And how will anyone go and tell them without being sent? That is why the scriptures say, how beautiful are the feet of messengers who bring good news. That's us. Let's be the clam that opens up to bring hope to a world in need. They're hungering and thirsting. For Jesus Christ. We're the protectors, the protectors of hope. It's, it's us. There's, there's us. There's only us. God gave us that responsibility. Sure, creation will speak of, 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 of who he is and, and people can see the beauty and splendor of God's creation, but nothing greater than someone bringing hope to someone else who is in need because they don't know Jesus Christ. It is our responsibility to do so. Let's not let a favorite restaurant, favorite movie favorite thing outshare the gospel of Jesus Christ through our lives let's put that at the top and let's share that would you bow your heads with me as we pray for that Lord God that's our heart today that we will be the protectors of hope the world is trying to silence the name of Jesus and that's not us we're here to hurry and tell everyone about Jesus however we do it however you speak to us May we do that. May we be those people, the carriers of hope. And I pray for every, for every single one, for all of us, every single person here today. Doesn't matter our age. If we're in school, we can love our friends. We can be friendly. We can be loving to those who others pick on. We can care for those where nobody cares for. We can visit people who are sick. We can text people who need encouragement. We can call someone who just needs a friend. We can bring hope, Lord. You taught us that. You showed us the best way. And it's to send yourself. So light that flame in us, Lord. Light that fire so that we can tell everybody about the love that you have through Jesus Christ and maybe, possibly, one day they would call upon you as Lord and Savior. I pray that for all of us, me included, Lord, in Jesus' name we pray and we all sit together. Amen. Let's do that, guys. Let's be that. No service this week, Wednesday or next Wednesday. We have our weekend services coming up. Pay attention to the dates lest you show up and it's just you. It's okay. You can turn around and go have fun wherever you're going to be. But God bless you guys. Have a very Merry Christmas. We will see you soon. Have a great day.